Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily. Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, well, we reflected on football. We reflected on a... One of the uh, more unsavoury stories of the weekend, which you can probably guess. And, and we had a bit of a laugh as well. We did. Uh, we had a chat about ballet, believe it or not. Yeah, and you brought ballet into the yeah, mix, was which like, was which was, was like very to, good at you. You know, give a bit of culture to yeah. the show. Uh, uh, John Ketley came along to talk about uh, not the weather, although we did get onto the weather. As you're we have to, do. don't you? If, you? if you're talking to a weatherman, you can't really avoid it. A bit, we, a bit mad. A crackpot pole he was uh, chatting about, yeah, mm. defending the people of his uh, home city. And... Um, don't ask me. Uh, Andy wants to keep doing it because he wanted to go on a roll. But did he get five out of five for the second oh, week running? Let's find out. Yeah, talking of making a fool of myself, I have to say, uh, my reaction on Saturday afternoon when I saw the team, honestly, I nearly turned around and got back on the train. Really? Well, I just thought it was mad. The false nine just made no sense. Mm. And for the first half of the match, it looked that way. It looked as if what I said, I thought I thought Chelsea would never be able to get out. They had no out ball. No. And, and City would... Maratta keep... wasn't even on the bench, was no, he? No, no. And City, City kept nicking the ball, as I predicted, and, and, and nearly sort of got in there. But in the end, Chelsea... Were you loudly shouting this at the game? Were you... Uh, well, I sort of proclaimed it as I arrived. Offer? Yeah, I did put myself on offer. I do said, you proclaim? How do you oh, proclaim? Well, I said, oh, what on earth is he doing? That's useless. It's blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 and were blah. you talking to anybody in particular? Yeah, or all just the people around the hot... me. Okay, right, no, I right. don't stand there making a proclamation. Do you turn in a circle like the magic <laughs> robot? <laughs> no, like everybody else. Do you have a bell when you shout? No, oh yeah, with the people around me. Oh yeah, but it's uh, the second half that was. was but then they give you clog in the second half. And there we no. go, Andy. What about the old false nine? No, only the bloke in front of me, old Father Christmas, who basically had it three nil. Did a bet three nil on Chelsea. Wow, <laughs> he's always very optimistic, mm. which is good. And uh, second half, they started to sort of find a way out down City's left-hand side, mm. playing their way out. Because my, my method, this is what I would have done. <laughs> That's why I'm not the manager of Chelsea. Stick in the mixer. I would have put Giroud and Morata. I would have played both of them with Hazard around them. Yeah. And I'd have just gone long over the press. <laughs> so when I said stick it in the mixer. <laughs> well, yeah. basically. Yeah. But, but a sort of sophisticated mixer rather yeah. than a sort of, you know... Still the mixer. It's still though, a mixer, it? but you know it's got a bit of class that mixer. <laughs> but anyway, he's on like top of the range. Kenwood, is it? I was completely wrong. David Luiz, what a mad player, isn't he? Like against Liverpool, Arsenal, and, and City this year, he's been world class. Mm. And against Spurs, he's like sideshow Bob. I mean, he's just hopeless. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? How he can be so brilliant. But people are talking about lifetime bans, and, and this is well, serious. What the Herberts who were screaming abuse at yeah. Raheem Sterling, yeah, but. The problem with it is they don't work. So even if the club find him, which they will, 
And even if they ban them for life, which they will, it won't make any difference. If I wanted to take that bloke next week yeah. with me on my ticket into the Matthew Harding upper, no one would stop me. No one ever says, looks at who I'm with. No, you know, and so do you no, think the clubs are just playing lip service to it well, because they, they have, know they can't, they can't there's manage nothing they the can band. Do, but There's only there's one way it works, and you have to have an exclusion zone for three hours around the game, and in the middle of the game, whatever game it is, he has to go and report somewhere. Just that's that's your punishment for this. You have to every time Chelsea play, you have to go and report, so you cannot be at the match, and that is the only way you will stamp this out and make maybe make it a five year thing or something like that. But that way, then. People, because I know too too often people get lifetime bans. They just go and get. You but that's confusing, and the problem is that's confusing uh, something which you know Chelsea is a, a private property, and they don't want them quite rightly on mm. their property. But to make somebody report something, that's a kind of legal requirement. You're talking about two very different things. Well, if they're prosecuted, I mean, if you well, had, yeah, you, but, okay, but some action, something for drastic, life, though, something yeah. drastic has to be no done because the lifetime ban doesn't work. It doesn't. I mean, it is. It is. <laughs> In its own way, it is symbolic. You're right, it isn't a punishment. It is yeah. symbolic. It is the club saying, get out of our club. Well, who wouldn't say that? Well, exactly. It's pathetic. So, you know, it has, it has that effect. I mean, I, I didn't know what had happened with Sterling at all. I had no idea because I wasn't mm. watching it on telly. But all I know is how much I... And I'm not saying this now because I said it to my boy on Saturday afternoon. I said, isn't Sterling amazing? He's fantastic. What a player. If I was Madrid, I wouldn't be going for Hazard. I'd be going for him. He's brilliant. And all this stuff. And that's I'm not saying that just now. Mm. I said that during the game. He was a pleasure to watch on Saturday. He's a really wonderful football. It was, um, it was, a, it was a, I've got to be honest, before the kind of context maybe became apparent, that moment when he went to get the ball and the three guys, I mean, a couple of them are probably old enough to be his dad. I mean, they're black. it is so often... If you if you go and watch yeah. it, it's so it happens. Often... It's not just Chelsea. Oh, no, you no, see that a lot where right. a player goes near the crowd and they yeah. all start going mad. I'm not him. singling out Chelsea. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I'm always quite surprised. Uh, so many of the urban, so many of the people who do those kind of things are really old enough to know better. They're often mm. blokes in their fifties. You think, oh, really? And we're going to talk to Birch about this. He was, he went back to Millwall recently and got a good reception generally. Um, but a few people singled him out and, and shouted some fairly vile stuff. And obviously, if it's racist, it's racist. But things get shouted at players and maybe managers and coaches. Mm. You know, you have to start to think about where the line should be drawn. You know, there is no barrier. We didn't want fences. We didn't want to be caged in. But you do start to think, yeah. you know, wh- where is the line drawn? What can you say and what can't you say to someone? And how can or can't you say it? Because it was... I mean, straight afterwards, I think Adrian tweeted, quite a lot of people found that bit of footage mm. long before mm. uh, the relevance of it became apparent. But a lot of people were saying, like, I think Adrian t- tweeted something like, state of these guys. And you thought it was quite noticeable because it was so, it was it was HD, it was in your living room. Yeah, and you yeah. thought, it's oh, come on. It's just and you're right, I'm not singling out one club because people at my club, people at all clubs do it. And mm. it's, it's pretty vile. Maybe this is, in a lot of ways, maybe it's a bit of a line in the sand moment. It was. Uh, Let's hope me- so, anyway. Yeah, sure. Meanwhile, uh, the Emirates, uh, following the game on uh, with Adrian on Saturday afternoon, you know it's nil nil. It's nil nil. It's nil nil. And I knew it was going to be a goal oh, yeah. at the Emirates. Oh, yeah. Mike Boville. You just knew they were going to score. My, my wife said to me, uh, "Still nil nil." And that guy said, "Yeah, it won't be in a minute, though." Will it? <laughs> well, it's eighty-two minutes. Yeah, but it, it won't be in a minute, will it? You know what? We know what's yeah. going to happen. That's what's always happened. She did come out with a corker the other day, just to lighten the mood slightly. Mm. She's going to kill me for this, but it was very funny okay so uh <laughs> yesterday we were watching the what game was it the first game um no it was the yeah so it was your match actually they were doing the man of the match oh yeah uh and 
they give out the uh, Premier League Man of the Match award. It's like a yellow thing. Yeah, that kind of it's that little block, isn't it? Yeah. It looks like a little block. So in all innocence, look, it's an easy mistake to make. She said, um, she said, oh, they used to give them champagne. She said, so they give them aftershave now. <laughs> and I thought, well, I can understand no, why I can you understand said why that. she did that, yeah. But, I mean, it's quite a personal thing, isn't it, aftershave? The idea of saying, uh, well, you're our man of the match uh, Have today. some eau de scudamore. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> scudamore, pour on. Yeah, that's right, yeah. The great smell of uh, the Premier League chief executive after two hours racquetball with Martin Glenn. Yeah, but it would be nice. They said, mm. well, you've won today's aftershave. I mean, imagine the players and the money they've got. They're thinking, I'm not wearing, I'm not wearing, what are you wearing? Oh, I'm wearing Scudamore. So anyway, um, I, um, if you want to, we can return to that. Because now and again, um, you know, your friends, your rallies, your, your other half does say something. Look, I, I wouldn't call it a daft thing because it's quite understandable. But um, if, it, if it, something humourable, Stuart Pierce would say, talksport.com. Text 81089, tweet to We're always up for a few more of those along the way. Yeah. Anything else? That's it? You no, know, no, I have I have something for you. Um, because, you know, there's been a bit of controversy about Andre uh, Yedling's uh, red card. Yeah. But I, I actually gave Mike Dean a, a ring on the way home. He was driving back from the game. He was very pleased with himself that he'd uh, he'd got the decision right. I mm. think he did. And he was singing. He was singing. He was singing. Yedling, Redling, Yedling, Redling, Yedling's got a red card. <laughs> He's a big fan of the goons. Yeah, he would be. Yes, that's quite zeitgeisty, isn't it? <laughs> All the like latest that. hits. I thought you'd like All that. the latest hits. Uh, I, I, I must say, uh, there were some funny, strange moments in the in the coverage of the uh, Boca Libertadores, uh, yeah. Com- uh, Copa Libertadores hmm. game last night. But I did think the commentator was right when he said, this has got to be the worst half-and-half half scarf ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, know. two clubs who absolutely hate each other. Why would you bother to wear a, a scarf that one side was River and the other side was Boca? No, it wasn't very clever, was it? But at one point he said, I didn't understand this. He said, it's not the will to win. There are plenty of that out there. It's the will to prepare to win that counts. I was thinking, what are you talking about? It <laughs> <laughs> was brilliant. Well, well said, that man. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Now, uh, Andy alerted me this morning to a survey that said Burnley fans mm. spend less on Christmas presents than uh, anyone else. Um, where did you see this, Andy? I saw it in the uh, ever-reliable Daily Star. Marks. Okay, Marvellous. And uh, here it is. Oh, actually, was it? No, it might have been in the Sunday Mirror yesterday. Might have been okay. You'll not get much if he's a Burnley fan, is the headline. Uh, Burnley fans spend at least the least on partners at Christmas. Only £20 on average, yet fans of Brighton, who lost 1-0 at Burnley yesterday, thank you very much for that, spend £110. Uh, a footballtips.com survey showed that uh, 76% of all fans would skip a festive get-together if it clashed with a game, which isn't really, is it? OK, let's speak to Tightwad himself, uh, Burnley <laughs> fan, friend of the show, uh, weatherman supreme, uh, John Ketley. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Andy. Lovely story, this one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, in case you think it's just a northern thing, Watford yeah. are second worst. Are they? Watford fans only spend £25. Oh, right. Not Huddersfield, then. You haven't got Huddersfield in that list. <laughs> Huddersfield, well. £58, apparently. <laughs> Terrible, isn't it, really? It does sound bad on the face of it, but I don't think it's true, is it? It can't be. They haven't, they haven't
haven't actually gone round 22,000 people in the Burnley area asking them, have they? They just haven't done that. Man, you've got to say in defence that most of the Burnley supporters who I know, they spend up, uh, they spend their fortune on the season ticket to go home and away all year. Yeah, well, that's, well, that's, yeah, well, that's, that's really a very good point. I mean, would you on average spend more than £20 on your loved one? I certainly would, yeah. You can, you can, uh, you can double that. <laughs> no, fantastic. No, I think that's, that's real cheap, that is, you know. Absolutely shocking. Yeah, I can't believe it's true. D- doubling it puts you a, a, makes you an Everton <laughs> fan, John. Is so right so who are the biggest spenders? Is it sort of your mob? Brighton, is it 110. Kings Road. Man City, 104. Fulham, 100. Right. West Ham, 96. Chelsea, only 95. Yeah, I mean, you've got to look at the demographics of all of this, haven't you, and where it is. We've got a small town team up in the north hmm. where it's raining most of the year. Mm. And then you've got these city clubs. Most of the first division, the Premier League, I should call it, of course, these days. Most of the clubs there are uh, very wealthy city clubs. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the, uh, the Burnley Club shop and mm. seeing before you're 20 quid. You could get, you could, I mean, you could buy, for example, a pack of three pens, just six pounds. Top that up with a foldable shopping yeah, bag. There's no ink in them. No. An autograph book and pen. Um, unfortunately, you'll be going over your 20 quid if you want to get the crest cufflinks. Yeah. Well. So that, that takes that out of the game. But there's plenty there for 120 quid. Yeah. There's no such thing as a free lunch, you know, uh, with anything. But uh, it's an interesting survey, but absolute garbage, as, no. far, as far as I can see. <laughs> when, when you right. were sort of, I don't know, I know you're still involved with weather, but when you were sort of like really... When, when are you not involved with weather? The minute you walk out your front door, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. involved with weather. That's the yeah, great, you're you never off, yeah. are yeah. you, no, no, but it's, it's the only job in the world you can get paid to look outside up in the sky all the time. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Yes, you, I'm, I'm heavily involved. Boys, you know that. I'm heavily involved in the weather to this day with all my weather consultancy for sport around the country and around the world, really. Okay, yeah. but... Do you, do you get a lot of... I mean, there's one particular newspaper, I'll spare their blushes, but they basically have what I call weather scares. So every day yes. there's another scare. So New ice age. Storm puts yeah. lives in danger. That was the other day. They weren't. Weather warning. Britain will be blanketed in snow today. It wasn't. Yeah. Uh, temperatures yeah. set to plunge today. No, they won't. And it's, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. yet they, it doesn't stop. I, I, I collect them. And I'm, oh, quite, well, I'm yeah. quite fascinated. He lives by a the, full life. I am quite yeah. fascinated by the well, fact that they, you know, they're, they're constantly trying to scare people. It's either the heat, it's, it's hotter than the Sahara, or it's yeah. colder than Reykjavik. Yeah, well, or something. this is absolutely true. I know what, what uh, the paper is that you're talking about, and I'm amazed that you actually collect them, because uh, people do say that people will collect anything. I just collect headaches. Uh, but uh, that's too much red wine, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, but uh, no, it, it is absolutely true. But I did speak to the editor of this particular paper several years ago now down at Cheltenham. I'm surprised. I didn't bump into you that day. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, he said to me, I'm not bothered. He says, Johnny says, so long as we spell, you know, sell more papers because of this rubbish that's on the front page, I don't really care. It's amazing, <laughs> isn't that? it? So that's, that's, well, you've just confirmed what I always thought. <laughs> now, we had a game. Rubbish. We had an old school set. We had a game postponed or called off, abandoned mid-match, 72 minutes in. Accrington, yes. Sunderland was uh, that's right, abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the players were saying, one of the players said, I think he said, it had always been my dream to score a goal in a league match uh, but now my first one won't count having said that five oh. minutes later I was trying to dribble the ball and it got stuck and that's when the ref pulled <laughs> off so yeah, I just great yeah. puddles of water I mean this is Accrington Stanley yeah. not that many miles away from Turf Moor of course where no. we continued uh, we carried on playing to get this fantastic 1-0 victory it was just a throwback 12 months really mm. uh, but uh, yeah I mean Accrington Stanley's pitch compared with a Premier League ground these days it's not quite the same is it? all the vertige draining or whatever they call it and it's a different substructure and all the, all the rest of it. Well, I mean, how, you know, certainly they would have looked at the weather forecast at Accrington before the game. Everybody would have felt it was okay to go ahead because, you mm. know. So, um, as you said, it's only just down the road from you, John. What was, what was it like at the weekend? Did you think, blimey, this will be calling some games off? 
Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was in the forecast. That's all that bothered me. Uh, but uh, no, it was. It would. It come down pretty heavy in the afternoon, I have to say. And uh, poor old Sean Dykes looked to be getting pretty wet, didn't he? Yeah. He, he was suffering slightly. But uh, no, as I say, the structure of a football pitch is completely different when you're talking about Premier League compared with lower divisions. And Accrington, you've got to say, Accrington have come so far in a few years, really. Uh, they can't throw that much money around at uh, uh, making a fantastic pitch with all the things that need to go in it these days to stop abandonments. But um, I think as they keep on going up, and they are doing well again mm. this season, if they keep on going up, they're going to have to put a lot of money yeah. into the infrastructure there. Sunderland fans were singing, uh, Sunderland till I'm dry. Well done. <laughs> well done to them. That's fantastic. Yeah, definitely well done there. So, John, if you're, if you're, if you're mm. buying, I'll have the Clarets panel mug, six quid. I'll pop in. Yeah, I'll have the nine-piece stationery set of tenner. And I've only got four pound left. Will you, can I have the A4 sticker packs? Will you stretch to 22 quid? Well, Will you break the yeah. habit of a lifetime? Yeah, I know. I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. This is off the records. Nobody listening. But uh, it's disgruntled a few Burnley supporters that now we've changed away strip to yeah. either a white one or a black one mm. and in previous years it's been a white or a pale blue sky blue and some claret edgings and all that kind of thing so the supporters don't like that too much when they have to buy more of these uh, different strips it, no. it does really annoy how, John finally how's it looking for punters who are going for a white Christmas uh, well, as I always say mm. to you lads, you know, it's uh, it's very unlikely to happen mm. in this country. Yeah. Uh, but but I believe it's about 300 to 1 on for uh, Chicago or something. No, okay. but um, no, at the moment you'd say no, absolutely no chance at all. But we keep seeing signs of some colder weather coming back in for Christmas Eve. Probably would last for 24 hours, but uh, not enough to, to bring snow, I wouldn't have thought at this stage. But uh, having mm. said that... You know, it's a fairly quiet day today, some colder weather about, clearer weather coming through this week, in the east at least, but uh, wet and windy weather back with a vengeance by Friday night, I would wow. say. Wow. OK, mm. ready for the weekend football. Um, uh, well, you take on Spurs, don't you, at the weekend, John? Yeah, it looks like a draw. Spurs haven't drawn yet this season, have they? I no. thought that was a fantastic idea for a draw at 6-1 to one or 7-1 to one or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm always looking for a bargain. I need to when you're saving up for 20 quid presents. That's very <laughs> yeah, that's, true. That's very well, true. Well, well done, well rounded. <laughs> all the best, John. Thanks very much. Cheers. <clears throat> John Kelly there, John. not at all tight. Spending freely for me on the Burnley website. Maybe one of the Burnley fans can bring it all down for me. For the weekend. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Oh, yes. I, uh, yeah, I went to a party on Saturday night. I've had, it's party season, isn't it? Oh, very so, much so. Yeah, yeah, so it I've is had, the party season. So yeah. The worst bit of small talk so far this year. This bloke said to me, honestly, he says to me, what do you, who do you think is going to get the England rugby coach's job? I said, what? He said, no, the England rugby coach's job. I thought, blimey, what's happened to Eddie Jones? I said to him, blimey, what, something happened to Eddie Jones? He went, oh, no, he said, um, you know, after the World Cup. I said, what are we talking about that now for? It's next year. <laughs> kind of a bit early. <laughs> honestly. You're considered opinion. Did you? What did you come back with then? That, exactly that. Why are you talking about it now when it's not going to happen until next year? <laughs> Although I did have also have a very interesting chat with a, baller, a ballerina, former ballerina. Yeah. Now a teacher. And she's being employed by... This has got a sporting... Did she say who's going to get the job at the, at the uh, Royal Opera or the <laughs> yeah. National Ballet? Or no. Okay. She was, she's being employed by ballet companies to walk, work with, rather, rehabbing dancers. Because ballet has changed. It's like football, really. Like new choreography Similar. styles. It's the working man's ballet, well, I believe. Tony Waddington once said. He was very right. Yeah. Have le- new choreography styles have led to sort of more injuries. Mm. So uh, Dame Margot Fontaine, she was saying to me, she, she doesn't do any of that. She, a bit like, she's a bit like the 70s or 80s in football. Yeah. Good, but not as sort of technical as, as they are now. And but, the, you know, the stages were much heavier then. <laughs> The stages were very different. It's more physically demanding. Remember the old baseball theatre in Derby? That was very hard to dance on. It would really churn up. You do a swan lake on that. It's true. Once you got the water on it, there was no undersoil heating. It'd been like Accrington on Saturday. Yeah. But she's saying Dame Margot was was marvellous, yeah. but not ne- it's not necessarily better now. Fontaine had it all, Brian Sewell. <laughs> so it's, yeah, you really are playing into the heartland. It's good, though, Andy. Yeah. You're introducing us. You're bringing uh, ballet dancing back to football. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, it was well very, done. It was very interesting to, yeah. to chat with this. It was a great. Ozzy Perez was that kind of typical footballer thing, thinking the world and the referee was against him. Hmm. He felt he got an elbow in the face, of oh, course. Yeah. But uh, on uh, Yedlin's red card, Perez said, I'm pretty sure if it had been at the other end, it, w- uh, it wouldn't have been a red. You know, So he was like, he was basically <laughs> saying the ref was biased. You can't say that. You, you can't. Really, you can't really. He's, just can't he's, he's obviously a bit upset. Where's this story? I've got a story. Oh, yeah, this story is a strange story. Um, a fan was arrested for throwing a pie during a Premier League match. Uh, the Brighton and Hove Albion supporter faces a £1,000 fine after allegedly lobbing the Piglet's Pantry Pastry. <laughs> what a, that's very specific, <laughs> the kind of pie it was. Yeah, onto the pitch during his team's 3-1 home win against Crystal Palace. The Piglet's Pantry Pastry. <laughs> yes, that's wow. a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Remember, of course, they did that at Quinny and he ate it, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's right. All famous, those years ago. Famously. Mm. Um, there's a brilliant bit of research all about how hazelnuts uh, can help various things. And yeah. I was reading it, oh, that's very interesting. And then it said the... Uh, the uh, research was part funded by the Hazelnut Marketing Board of Oregon. Yeah, thanks. That's a great gig, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. They are slightly biased. Well, I'd they? say they are slightly they biased. Yeah, 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 definitely. And the match report in the, of the Copper Libertadores final may have been trying slightly too hard with this one. Mm. Uh, memories uh, that are more at home on a battlefield ahead of the what should have been the second leg at the River Plate Monumental Stadium. Fitting then that Boca produced a monumental effort at this monumental stadium with the monumental fan base fighting for their monumental 
trophy thing. I would give it a rest. It's not even monumental. It's monumental. Okay, well, you have to touch a and, pedant, Andy. And it, and it wasn't Bocker. It was River that put in the monumental effort, wasn't it? Because they, they actually won the game. Okay. And, and then he said, <laughs> Pablo Perez was one of the Bocker stars with a bandaged eye following the bus attack. Yet he strode out of the burnabout with both eyes focused on the win. His vision was put to the test from the off as he volleyed straight at the keeper, Frank Armani. <laughs> you know, when you start with one thing and then you, like, you carry it through and you think, I wish I'd never started with that. <laughs> You've got to see it through, haven't you? You have. Robert Snodgrass was chatting at the weekend, admitted uh, commuting between London and the Midlands when he was on loan at Villa. Uh, saw him pork up a bit, really. Mm. Um, he's, I said to the manager, you try travelling from London to Birmingham and eating at service, services and having a balanced diet. So he blamed, he, he basically saying if mm. Joe Wicks had to live on service station food, <laughs> yeah. he'd have a bit of a derby Well, on he him. would. Yeah, he's right. Well, would he? I mean, is it is it impossible to eat well on the on, on the services? Well, you can have a salad, I suppose. Um, he's now got a five mile commute, but I'm sure there's a few sort of garages doing the old uh, ginsters en route, isn't there? <laughs> it's well, the if 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 Robert wanted to, he <laughs> yeah. could find somewhere in a little five mile commute to stuff his face. But uh, he said it was impossible uh, between uh, London. Well, it is. And the you know what he, you know what he means. And it's, no, I do. I do. It's um it's been revealed that the Queen's favourite TV show. Used to be the golden shot on ITV. Is that mad, isn't it? Is it still, uh, still or not? Well, it's not on anymore, is it? One wants to go up a bit. One wants to go down a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine the Queen watching. So it. she's not. So she obviously hasn't watched a lot of telly since about 1974. <laughs> is it nothing else more recently? I don't think so. Yeah, it was on from between 1967 and 1975. Okay, they did ask once uh, the Duke of Edinburgh whether he'd watched The Crown. Oh, yeah. And he, he, yeah, he wasn't very happy. Yeah, he wasn't best Said to them, piece, was he? What do you think? <laughs> Bit of a dirty look there yes. to the uh, journalist. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Don't ask me. Well, he shook the world last week when he oh, got yeah. five out of five and finally did it. But I do think I set them a bit too easy. I did sort of course, yeah, it can't be my ability or anything. No, no well, I think you've proved over the years that's pretty shonky, isn't it? So <laughs> let's start off then. Five new questions. Can you go on a roll? That's what you want to do, Andy. You want to you want to put the record straight. That it mm. wasn't just uh, a fluke. Um, Paul Bring Turner, when we spoke to him last week on Friday, was just sailing into which harbour? Well, he was either he going said, from said, Gibraltar guys, to Marbella. I'm just sailing into where was it? I'd say Marbella. It was Marbella. Well done. Oh, dear. It's not made a good start. Um, Ned Bolting joined us. ITV cycling commentator has written a book about darts called Heart of... Darts. <laughs> Heart of Dartness. Oh, yeah, I'll go all right then. I'll, I'll give you one of those. Yeah, that's right. Heart of Dartsness. Uh, Heart of Dartsness. Um, okay, uh, Gary Johnson joined us, yeah. uh, the Torquay United manager. What a job he's doing. Yeah, uh, they're yeah. top of the, still top of the league after the weekend. A big top of the table clash for Welling. Uh, but where did he take them from? What position did he pick them up at? Oh, come! We did say yeah, he, we. The, the producer's helping me. That's no good. You gave him the answer, did you? <laughs> he did. What did he say? Fourteenth. Oh, come on! This, this, this is not who wants to be a millionaire. For goodness' sake! Start <laughs> going. Major personal. Charles. Major Charles Ingram, our new producer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mike 
Martin. Mike, Mike <laughs> Toby, you know this. Mike Parkin from the uh, from the uh, Watford podcast joined oh, us yeah. after their game against uh, City last week. Uh, it's known as the Something End podcast. Rookery. Oh, end. Andy, I'm a bit worried you're doing rather Who well. Told you that one? Nobody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> David Walker. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right, Dave. Toby <laughs> held up a big banner. <laughs> and uh, finally, Sam Kelly. We've just spoken to him. We caught yeah. up with him last Monday ahead of that Super Classico second leg. He does a podcast, an Argentinian football podcast. Um, which is called what? Hand of Pod. Oh, no, he's only got five <laughs> out of five for two weeks running. Yeah, but he didn't. No, he didn't. He got heart of darts wrong and somebody told him another <laughs> Adrian, you're absolutely right. You're a, dir- you're a dirty cheat, so we'll do it again next I week. You. <laughs> You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show, and I think Adrian was spot on. You got one wrong. And the producer gave you the other one. So I think we have to say that was a bit naughty. It was. I agree. So uh, we will do it again next week. We're back tomorrow from one. Thanks for downloading us. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.